good day to you. Welcome to Wisdom Today with Yemi David. The wiser you are, the better you live. We must crave God's wisdom in our lives so we can live better lives. We've been talking about how to make wise decisions because foolishness will cost us. If we allow foolishness, uh, wrong choices would always lead to calamity, tragedy, and very, very painful experiences. The choices we make today will schedule things in the future, joy, celebration, or pain and sorrow. So the seeds of today, they become the harvest of tomorrow. And we must be conscious of that. Uh, tomorrow is just around the corner. I remember in the late 1990s, when we were approaching the, uh, the year 2000, it looked like the year 2000 is far-fetched, like it will never come. Ladies and gentlemen, 2000, year 2000 has come and gone. Now we are in 2020, as at, this, as at the time of this broadcast. 2021 is already around the corner. So the future is not far. 2025 is not far. 2030 is not far. 2040 is not far. 2050 is not far. But the question is, when those, when those, when that, those years, when they arrive, how will you be? What kind of person will you be? What state? What, what will be the state of our lives? The decisions we are making today about our health, about our finances, about our lives, would impact on how those times will be. And wise people make decisions that empowers the future. How to make wise decisions. Let me read something to you from Hebrews 12, verse 16. Please never mind, I have to always read God's word. God's word is God's wisdom bank. God's word reveals God's thoughts. Remember, he's the only wise God. And how do I know his wisdom? How do I encounter his wisdom? He's by reading the things he has said, especially when you allow the Holy Spirit to explain and interpret it and give you understanding. The Bible is not a religious book. As far as I'm concerned, it's a life manual. Uh, when God is the author of life. So if you want to enjoy that life, then it's wise to hear from him and learn from him and obey the things he has stipulated as it relates to various aspects of life. You know, I, I say this humorously, when you buy a gadget and you have a manual and the manual says you press the red button for the gadget to come on, the manual says you press the red button. If you want the gadget to come on, you must humble yourself and press the red button. Don't say, I don't like the red button. I prefer the black button. And then you keep pressing a black button, the thing won't come on. And you can even damage the gadget. And many people live like that. You got to home behind. You didn't author life. You just came to life. It's wise to follow what the manual says on that about that life, how to maximize that life. You know? So when the manual says, Press the red button for five seconds, press it down for five seconds, and the manual and the gadget will come up. You humble yourself. You might not even like the red button. You might not even understand it in, in, in its entirety. But to enjoy the gadget, to maximize the gadget, you just press the red the button. So when I'm reading God's word, that's the way I see it. If the manual, the life manual, the Bible says this is what you do to experience uh, peace in your marriage, I think it's wise for you to follow it. You did not author marriage. You did not create it. Why not follow what the manual is saying? 
Okay, so let's read Hebrews 12, verse 15. It says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Now look at this. It says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one muscle of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. The part I'm after is the story of Esau, verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one muscle of food sold his birthright, sold the future. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to even get the blessing back, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Wow. Esau and Jacob. In making wise decisions, you learn from people. People don't learn from history, which is why history keeps repeating itself. That scripture, that portion of scripture is saying, don't be like Esau, who sold the future for present enjoyment. So when you're making a decision, are you behaving like Esau or you are behaving like Jacob? There are Esau people. There are Jacob kind of people. There are, people, there are families that behave like Esau. There are families that behave like Jacob. Going forward, I want to admonish you to at least be like Jacob. Jacob saw the future and was willing to buy the future with, with, with food, um, pottage. Esau looked at the future and despised the future and sold it for pottage. When you are making a decision, maybe you are listening today and you are at a crossroad. Can you settle down and decide for the future? There might be some present pain, but some future gain. But Esau people want to have gain now and pain in the future. When you're evaluating how do you handle the money, how you handle your spouse, are you behaving like Esau or you're behaving like Jacob? Buy the future. Don't sell the future. The wiser you are, the better you live. We'll continue tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. Bye. In this series, Not Easily Broken, Conversations About Love, Relationship and Family, join Pastor Yemi Davids as he speaks on how to build families that will sustain the blessings of God. To get these messages, kindly visit www.shoptheglobalimpactng.org.